two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. And uh, a couple weeks back, taking a shower, you know, doing that whole thing, noticing a bunch of movement outside of my in my peripheral vision, which is really something because without my glasses, like I'm super blind. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, ah, what, what in the world is that? So finish up, towel off, put my glasses back on, all that. There's a bunch of goddamn yellow jackets uh buzzing around the window and i'm just like oh shit what the fuck so get dressed go outside look up and sure enough like where the window is it wasn't uh completely it wasn't like sealed off there wasn't any sealant or anything and so yeah i see like half a dozen to a dozen uh wasps just kind of buzzing in and out between the gap and the masonry oh great and i'm just like son of a bitch i have wasps in like in, in in between the walls of this house <laughs> so call the landlord and and he's got uh some guys coming on uh to check it out later um just just in a couple of days but yeah in the meantime i'm like i'm like paralyzed like am i just gonna wake up in the middle of the night and just have my house swarming with yeah wasps <laughs> is, is that and, and and then of course like our our poor sweet cats like Oh yeah! Like they're like, oh, a flying insect. Let me eat that. <laughs> this so, was made for me to play with and yeah, enjoy. I just made a friend. <laughs> and so yeah, Hi, we've friend. also yeah, so we've also been yeah super anxious about. Wait, we haven't seen Quincy. Where's Quincy? Is he upstairs? <laughs> Did the wasps get him? And then he's like asleep under a blanket. <laughs> it's like what? What's going on, guys? What's all the commotion? <laughs> so yeah, I have wasps in, in the walls <laughs> that's awful i'm sorry to hear that buddy thanks man and, and, and again like I, I mean what can i do it this is already like 30 feet off the ground like i mm. it's a rental it's an old house of course you know they're gonna try to find a way but oh yeah so yeah got gotta gotta do that gotta deal with that <laughs> shit or, or even worse, like one day, God forbid, actually, as I am showering, like a little tile just pops off, boop, and then in like swarm, swarm of yellow jackets as I'm showering and have head and shoulders. candy, man. Yeah, right. It's literally got head and shoulders in my eyes and wasps up my butt cheeks. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Oh god, that'd be so bad. That'd be awful. Oh, that'd be awful. So, so hope buy a can of Axe and a lighter and keep it on yeah. you at all times. <laughs> Teach the cats how to use their makeshift flamethrowers. Right? As well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, but distinguish the smells so you know which cat is where. Okay. Yeah. Right. We'll get the yeah. difference. So, right. like Quincy gets like Kilo, and Monroe would get Phoenix. <laughs> And then Tompkins, because he's a dirty boy, gets that weird, like, chocolate indulgence <laughs> one. <Yeah. laughs> <be> like, Quincy, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> upstairs. Anyway, oh man, this is a very, this is a very silly cold open, but I love it. And I think it's just I what like the doctor silly. ordered. No, I, I think it's just what the doctor ordered. And welcome everybody. Great to have you here once more for... 
a new episode of the Two Wizards podcast, and I'm Josh, and I have wasps in my walls, and I'm a wizard. And I'm Mark, and I don't have wasps anywhere that I know of, but I'm also a wizard. And I think it's because I did perfect that uh, fireball magic spell. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah, that makes sense. Can of axe and a lighter. I told you about my grill, right? Yeah, you are right. I went to fire it up for, yeah, the first first grill of the season, I went to fire it up, there's a big old fucking wasp nest, so I just, Mm -hmm. oh boy, I burnt those little bastards. Yeah. No, they're they're probably like, that story's getting repeated down the wasp generations now. It's like, Grandpapa, tell us about the fireball. <laughs> well, so so yeah, no, you you established that that is your domain, that is your castle, and uh, wasps, <laughs> fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> Alrighty, well, and so and so yeah, I think uh, I think both of us, even before we started recording, we we had some kind of exhausting week, some kind of tr- uh, taxing week, and so I think we were we we agreed we are ready. Let's just kind of let's just kind of kick back. Let's just loosen up those robes, uh, grab something cool and cool and nice to drink, and let's just let's just let's just hang out, man. Let's just do it. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so what what sort of uh, uh, potables do you have with you uh, this this installment? Oh, I already mentioned how I've mastered the fireball spell, and that's right, Josh. It's a fireball and milk. It's a great white <laughs> buffalo. There is a young man who drinks all alone. <laughs> no, Too real? No, because no, because we're drinking here together. We're drinking. Oh, but see, that's also something too, right? You, you know, like uh, back in the day, you know, hundreds of years, thousands of years in the past, they would mark the agrarian calendar by certain yeah by certain uh well this is the first this is the first blossom this is the first harvesting and i i propose that we start marking our calendars by the first great white buffalo of of the year and because yeah no that's that's brilliant that's brilliant (laughs) and then on deck i've got a um i got a dead guy rogue i don't know what it is Hmm. so I don't know if this makes sense, but like back in college or not in whatever, there's always been like this one weird beard that was just the label was a weird skeleton guy holding a beer and he's got like it makes me think of like a, a Cossack hat. Oh, okay. Yeah, what yeah. Oh. yeah, there's a specific name for those, but I can't remember it off the yeah, top of my head. I, but but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But the the the, the or the you know the the Buckingham Palace hat, whatever the big tall Marge Simpson hair hat. Yeah, but I, I I've seen this beer for years and years and years, and I never I don't know why it clicked to me yesterday that you you know you can buy a beer if you see it and want to try it. <laughs> so sure. I got that. It's a dead guy, dead guy ale rogue. By where are you from, buddy? I guess okay. By Rogue Ales, Newport, Oregon. So yeah. How about yeah. you? What you got? Yeah, uh, well, and, and also just to uh, satisfy my curiosity, and thank you, thank you, Google. Um, yeah, that that style of hat is apparently a papaka, or papaka, ah. something like that. So, uh, so yes. Now, now I'm now I'm feel satisfied, and I can go on from there. Um, yeah, I, uh, I had no real theme for for my stuff. Uh, first, I guess first on deck, uh, I have from a Rheingeist Brewery in uh, Cincinnati. They do really good work. Um, and I have a glow fruited sour. 
Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, fruit forward and refreshingly tart, this fruited sour ale illuminates palates with a bright blend of acai, prickly pear, and passion fruit flavors highlighted with a hint of sea salt. Glow emits a flavorful, aromatic epiphany. Ooh, man, that well, that's kind of promising a lot there, buddy. Like, if I don't, if, if I don't have any, like, brilliant, <laughs> like, revelations drinking this beer, you better believe uh, Rheingeist Brewery out of Cincinnati, Ohio, you'll be... You'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> Don't go promising epiphanies if you can't deliver. But um, what if you do? What if like mid oh my God. recording you just like you I hear your head explode. <laughs> yeah, you you literally hear my paradigm shift. Just goes like ah! yeah. Oh wait, whoa. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, and then also on deck apparently these these guys are new. Um, the the Mrs. Wizard went out. She she went grocery shopping one night. And this is the other nice thing about living in a state where uh, supermarkets can sell uh, full strength beer. Um, dude was just like pouring out samples and uh, Oh shit. So yeah, she, uh, she got to try a couple and then it was uh, he he sort of like assembled uh, uh, variety six pack mixer thing, uh, but apparently these guys are new, and so we'll we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But this is um, Hiawassee Brew uh, Craft Beer out of Hiawassee, Georgia, and uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff, and of course, like half of it was IPAs. Um, but I, but I snagged uh, for for later on their Blood Orange Cider, six point nine percent alcohol. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Uh, but but Mine so is yeah. Six point eight. I, I I fail. Oh no 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 no. I'm, well, I'm I'm starting this uh, uh Rheingeist one is four and a half. Wow wow. Mm. So uh so no we're, we're we're all good here. We're all good here. So, we're all uh, good here. All righty, here we go. Here we go. Cheers, buddy. Ah, cheers. Mm. Oh okay mm. yeah that is. Like, I know I've said this um, in reference to, like, f- seven or eight different beers or whatever that we've had. Um, and maybe I need to expand my vocabulary, but I'll say it again. Um, this was delightful. This was delightful. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, uh, for, for your part, I'm sure you can't go wrong with the Great White Buffalo. I... I unironically love this, and not just because I assholishly stumbled upon it a year ago, but, like... <laughs> And yeah. I'm like trying to convince people that it's great. It's like my CrossFit. Like, no, no, you just gotta try it, man. It's really great. You'll you'll love it. Well, and no, nah, it's well, and, fucking great. I don't know. And anymore, like, I I no, I I, I jokingly said that. Oh, I'll 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 write to Ryan guys. But no, man, you like at people on social media, and uh, you just you just see what happens. So who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe if you um, crafted a. Uh, particularly um, uh, masterful tweet or something and an added fireball and said like hey not gonna lie start like mixing this up with some milk and call it a great white buffalo and then who knows maybe you get like some swag out of it or something what if what if fireball picked up two wizards holy shit I would drink nothing other than fireball for the rest of my life if we got like they up. decide they have to get into the um, like podcast game tour, yeah. it's untapped marketing, <laughs> and I'm not gonna, fu- I'm not plugging like fucking 
you know, Zip Recruiter or fucking Casper no, mattress. No, no, But at fire, I will plug. I will some plug Fireball shit whiskey. At, yes, Fireball whiskey. Contact to Wizards Podcast. Please, please. I, I, I promise. I will drink nothing. At least as far as alcohol, like I think adding that to my breakfast cereal might be a, a, a little too much. Or oh no, now I'm giving myself ideas. Like what about Fireball and milk, dude? No. Yeah, I was just gonna say like, what about like raisin bran and great white buffalo? That could work. <laughs> I was thinking Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but okay, yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm going to, you know what? I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to make okay. some I'm going to let have you know. To. Yeah, Listeners, we have to. Active update situation. I will, tomorrow morning for breakfast, I'm going to wake up and make myself a great white buffalo. And it's okay though, because I have inventory Monday night at midnight, so I need to be day drunk anyway. Precisely, precisely. Well, and, well, and, and, and actually, uh, I, I know we've been uh, kind of uh, discursive enough already, but we do have some other updates to deliver um, about yes. the status of our Wizards Brew. Uh, so, because, yeah, that was uh, two weeks ago now. I can't even remember. Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago back when we brewed everything Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, Mark, how is your, how is your uh, beer looking? Uh, it looks like beer. I t- I've talked to you off mic that I'm pretty sure I screwed something up. Hmm. Um, but it looks like beer. There's a definite like ring of goop around the top and a pile of goop at the bottom <laughs> and a nice kind of ruddy brownish red in the okay, middle. Nice. I'm gonna bottle actually I'm gonna bottle this Tuesday when I get off of inventory. That'll be I'll just come home and do that first thing in the morning and we'll see what happens. Yeah, very very nice. Uh and, and yeah, yeah. A, a similar kind of update on, on my end. Uh yeah, I so I did the extra steps of um uh siphoning my beer into secondary fermentation and so that's in a uh it 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 has been for the last week uh, sitting in a a glass carboy um i and and i went ahead and did the whole fermentation lock again the little water lock thing i don't think it bubbled once i think it pretty much cycled through all the fermentate all all, all the fermenting um and then yeah i would have bottled this weekend um but i i got extra busy and so similar kind of thing either uh, tomorrow, Monday, or maybe Tuesday, I'll um, I'll uh, uh, transfer it then to our little kind of bottling bucket that does have a little uh, a spigot, a little nozzle thing, and uh, yeah, just uh, put that all. So well, and the other important thing too is um, you have to add just a little bit of what's called priming sugar. Um, so you add just a little bit more sugar in there to give the yeast just a little bit more. Uh, to carbonate and then when it's when the yeast and the liquid and the uh, uh, sugar are in the bottles instead of the uh, co2 being produced escaping out of that water lock it's Mm -hmm. it's it's forced in in the bottle because you've capped it and so then that gets like dissolved into the beer and that is where you get your carbonation from um and so so yeah i i it's always funny because in in the little kits that we've done so far, there's always like a separate little package for priming sugar, and the and the Mrs. Wizard and I will do our thing, and we'll finish it all up and we'll put it into primary fermentation, and I I think like nine times out of ten she'll hold up the little bag and say like no Josh we forgot to add this it's like no 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 that's the pri- that, that comes later that's the priming sugar she's like oh sorry I just. I, I just get nervous that we forgot something. It's like, <laughs> it's okay, baby. I I really love you. 
and it's okay. We'll figure it out. So, uh, so, so yeah, that's just the other, other kind of thing. And so then, yeah, I guess more, uh, probably more uh, photos and updates to follow um, in the yeah. bottling process, as well as your uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Great White Buffalo. Yes. Indeed. Cinnamon Toast Buffalo Crunch. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast the Buffalo taste Crunch. That you can see. <laughs> the taste that you can see. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, so yeah, we've we're nice and settled in. We're laughing. We're having a good time. Uh, good and loose. Good and loose. Nice and loose. And and it and we're not completely loose roving it. We did at least uh, agree to to talk about a specific thing, and that is. Oh shit! We've been teasing this for months now. Well, yeah, we've been teasing it for months, but but we're doing kind of it. on and off, but literally just teasing it. But yeah, yeah. what is it, Josh? We're doing yokai. We're doing yokai part three. Oh, the yokai. You you asked for it. We did it once. You said, okay, that's enough. We did it a second time. You said, oh, God, please stop. But we're going to do it again. Yokai part three. <laughs> <laughs> once, twice, three times, my yokai. <laughs> oh, you know, I, we joke, but like. The yokai episodes are some of my favorites that we do. Like, yeah, they are. They're, they're, I listened to the. I just listened to the the two hobbits one because I I honestly couldn't remember what we covered in that, and I didn't want to like yeah loop over anything, mm, do any repeats. And number one, man, that was so long ago, Josh. That was the beginning of the year. That was seven months ago, <laughs> eight months ago. Like, well, yeah, we are we are way overdue for another yokai episode um well and i mean maybe some some people might argue that oh well the fearsome critters episode that that kind of scratched that yokai itch well yeah kind of but that's like saying mom can we go to the store and get cinnamon toast crunch so i can have a great white buffalo with my breakfast cereal and then and then mom says no we have cinnamon toast crunch at home and it's like little pieces of cardboard cut into squares. So no, like we we are gonna do we're gonna do yokai. We're gonna do yokai. Which we're gonna do yokai? We're gonna do them right. Yeah. I don't know what you got. You don't know what I got. Right. But right. I'm excited. I'm also excited. And uh, yeah, we'll just and and I, and I think uh, our sort of previous um, uh, formats where uh, I would talk about one, you talk about one, we just kind of go back and. Uh, uh, rehash thing. Well, no, well, not rehash, but but uh, talk about whatever struck our fancy and have some laughs along the way. Maybe write another movie script because Boto Boto Tone. It's it's gonna happen, man. It's, it's gonna happen. happen. That, oh man! Again, I was listening to that episode the other day. And I was like, oh shit! I, we've got to get on this. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, with you know the one with, with uh, the, the 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 two hobbits, yokai. You know. We put in a, we put a little time in that one. Did some research. Like I learned mm-hmm. all about banyan trees and shit. I got yeah. horned up for wasps, and mm-hmm. which is weird that we're doing wasps. Yeah, that's again. I guess. That anyway, <laughs> that one ain't gonna be like this. I found a bunch of shit that I found these yokai, and I just if I found it in real life, it would piss me off. Mm. So all of my yokai are minor, and that they are minor inconveniences. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, and and, and then. At least for my end, because um, I'm always, I have to be cute like this and I have to find a theme. I have to find some way to like 
have some sort of through line or whatever. One of the reasons why I was a little wiped out this week and, and this weekend is um, this was the uh, annual conference for the Association for Theater and Higher Education. And uh, this was my first time actually getting to present at this conference, um, which on the one hand sounds kind of cool, but then on the other hand, because we're still living in goddamn COVID world, um, <laughs> instead of like traveling somewhere and getting a ho crappy hotel room and then going out to drink with all these like famous scholars and stuff. No, this was me just like sitting at my computer talking over Zoom. So it, it, it's, it was a weird sort of like, this was really fun and, and I enjoyed it and I got to meet some people and talk about some stuff. But then again, it's like, okay, I'm, but I just it's sitting at my computer doing Zoom like I do every other goddamn day of the week. But so I guess sort of in honor of that, um, all of the yokai that I have picked uh, are, are, are something to do with theater because Japan also has a very rich uh, uh, performing arts tradition. And, oh, cool. And so, and so, yeah, these are either yokai that um, have uh, uh, plays written about them or are like uh, one of them that we'll get to is like the ghost of a jealous actor uh, that, we'll, that we can talk about too. So, so yeah, mine are all kind of theater-themed um, in honor of AFA 2021. Nice. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Right on. Yeah. Uh, why don't you Why don't you start us off there, Mark? If that's okay. Yeah, sure. And uh, real quick, I'm gonna give my source. It is Yokai Attack: The Japanese Monster Survival Guide by Hiroko Yoda and Matt Alt. Mm. I've talked about it before. It's a great book. Go get it, guys. Indeed. Uh, so my first one. Again, these are all um, annoyances. These are all things that are on my end. They're all things that are irritating. Nothing that's probably gonna kill you, but it's just going to be a pain in the ass. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So, with that in mind, the first one we have is Azuki Arai. Hmm. And its name means red bean washer. <laughs> they're about five feet tall. They look like a human, but they're kind of weird. They're like, their arms are a little longer, their legs are a little bit shorter. They have, like, a weird stubbly beard and balding they look like men with like a balding head and they always carry a basket filled with azuki beans mm. and what they do is they just for whatever reason these yokai are driven to compulsively wash beans in a river that <laughs> and that, that's what they do they wash them in a river in a stream in any amount of water but while they're doing this they'll um they'll sing a little song and it goes Wash me beans or catch me a human to eat. Shoki, 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 shoki. And apparently shoki, 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 shoki is the onomatopoeia of beans tumbling over being washed. And so as they sing this little song about wash me beans or bring me a human, you'll hear it. You'll be mm. out in the woods or some shit and you'll hear this song. And well, fuck, you got to find out what it is because why wouldn't you investigate a horrifying song in the woods? Mm -hmm, right. And you'll... You probably won't find one, but if you do, it's going to startle you every time you see it. And this is where this yokai becomes kind of a dick because they don't, they're not malicious. They just like watching people freak out when they see their weird little bean washing shenanigans. I don't know. <laughs> it's, they, it's, it's, it's what they like to do. They get off on it. Like it's, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. That's so, well, I, I also I, I think I also have a particular fondness um, for I guess we'd call them the industrious type yokai that yeah mm -hmm. they just 
they just wash beans or they yeah. uh, clean clean the grime from your bathroom or they just go around and offer you uh, uh, tofu, you know, like <laughs> they just have one job and that, like it's almost like the the robot from um, Rick and Morty, right? Like, what is mm-hmm. my purpose? You serve butter and like and that, that's just it. What is my purpose? You wash beans. All right. I just that's just what I do and sing my song. Shoki shoki shoki. Shoki shoki shoki. Oh my god, that's so great. Um, so yeah, you're not gonna find these guys, but according to according to a yokai attack, rumor says that hikers who upon hearing the sound, um, they will go they will if you say out loud, the Azuki Arai used to live around here. Sometimes you get answered with an, with a disembodied, I'm still here. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Yeah. No, that's that's all right. <laughs> Little jerks that wouldn't make a trip into creeks when you'd see them washing their beans. I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Oh, that's so good. It's just nothing worse than being laughed at, I guess. Maybe that's what it is, you know? Like, yeah. when you're not trying to get a laugh. Right. Well, yeah, especially if you are, like, just, uh, yeah, like, really focused on a on an object or a task, and you're, you're just going after it. And then, yeah, there's, like, that group of, like, popular jock yokai that walk by. Be like, hey, check out that nerd washing his beans. <laughs> <laughs> washing his beans. <laughs> So yeah, no, I think I think that makes sense. And and remind me, uh, these guys are called what again? Uh, Azuki Arai. Azuki Arai. I could I could hang out with those guys. I think. It's just like, hey man, you just want to wash your beans? That's fine. I won't judge you or anything. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So I guess um, I guess my first sort of yokai, um, uh, these are called uh, Hanya. And uh, oh, and well, and, and and I guess my source I've used them in the past, and, and I think they're great. A, they're spot on. Um, I'm getting all my information from yokai.com. Uh, great, brilliant write-ups and wonderful illustrations as well. Definitely give them a give a look, give them a look too. Uh, but yes, yeah, so my first yokai are uh, uh, I, I guess a group of them or a category of them called hanya, and uh, that. This is weird, but just go with me. And apparently, that that uh, translates uh, to wisdom. Okay. But specifically, this says the Buddhist concept of perfect wisdom. Uh, and so, what it is is uh, Hanya refer uh, to demons or oni, uh, but more specifically mm-hmm. to female demons called kijo, and even more specifically to those kijo uh, which appear in no theater. And so, no is one of the like uh, uh, theater traditions of. Uh, Japan it's a masked theater uh, a lot of the performers wear masks and it's and it's very subtle and there's lots of singing and all that uh, but apparently Hanya uh, were once human women who were consumed by jealousy and transformed into demonesses uh, and also the name Hanya uh, can refer to specific types of demon masks used in no theater uh, and uh, uh, there are apparently three grades of Hanya Namanari, Chunari, and Honari. Namanari are uh, kijo that still resemble human women. They have small horns and use dark magic to perform their evil deeds, um, such as summoning Ikirio to attack their enemies. Uh, but they are not completely evil. There remains a chance for these beginner demons to return to humanity. 
So if uh, so, listeners, if if that special someone in your life, if she starts to seem a little grumpy and maybe is sprouting some some small horns uh, on her head and uh, using dark magic to summon other monsters to terrorize you, fear not. All hope is not lost. <laughs> there is there is a possibility that that you're that your boo can uh, come back to being human again. Um, uh, th- but, the, but the next level, the middle level, are the Chunari, uh, and they are mid-level, mid-level demons. They have long, sharp horns, tusk-like fangs, and more powerful magic. However, they are still vul- vulnerable to Buddhist prayers. So, so even if your missus, maybe, maybe you, she's just really tired of you not doing the dishes, and it, and it uh, uh, escalates and now she becomes a chunari uh, I guess better convert to Buddhism buddy because uh, you're running out of <laughs> running out of options there uh, but then finally uh, honari uh, are true demons and the most powerful of the three they have serpentine bo- they, they have serpentine bodies and breathe fire honari hanya have embraced their jealousy so deeply that there is no calming their fury. Ooh. Uh, type of yokai um, a, appears in in uh, several famous no plays. Um, so, for for instance, in the play A Aoi no Ue, uh, a a, a a mystic, a sort of monk, an ascetic mystic, um, exercises the spirit of the Hania Lady Rokujo from uh, Lady Aoi. Uh, and, and as it is driven away, the evil spirit cries out, Oh, how horrible! The voice of wisdom is like a demon. Since then, demon masks and wisdom have been associated with each other. And so that's why it maybe seemed a little mm. little strange, like, okay, but this word means wisdom, but they're demon masks. And it's apparently out of this play that the um, that, that association was made. Um, I also want to sh- uh, uh, shout out to uh, to another really great resource. I, um, it's uh, the-no.com. It's a website that goes into all sorts of details about no plays, and they have quite a bit of information on a aoi no ue uh, and a bunch of others. They have they have pictures of masks. They have I don't, I don't know if they have video clips. I don't think they have video clips. Um, they have scripts. They have like translations of scripts from Japanese into English. It's a great website. Uh, definitely go check that out too. The hyphen no, uh, dot com. So, uh, so yeah, that's the first of my theater yokai. All right. Very cool. Yeah. 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 Well, so if, if red bean washing yokai didn't do it for you, <laughs> how about some bullshit video game physics? Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. So my next guy is something called Nurikabe. Mm-hmm. And that just means the wall, or Mr. Wall, according to this book. Uh, they range in height from 10 to 15 feet. They're too heavy to move, uh, They, but they can, they can move themselves, and sometimes they have no legs, or they're bipedal, or they're like a weird centipede with multiple legs. Whoa, okay, all right, all right. Yep, yep. Um, they're too tall to climb over, and they're too wide to get around. And they're everywhere. Anywhere that humans are found, apparently. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and so according to, according to Yokai Attack, 
It's nothing, uh, Nurikabe is nothing more than just the concept or the idea of an unanticipated obstacle. But now this unanticipated obstacle has taken an anthropomorphic form. Mm, okay. I got so it. So these Nurikabe like to show up as just like, hey, I'm another wall in your house. Ha 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 ha, what fun. Or they look like a regular building wall. Or sometimes they'll appear in the middle of the fucking forest, <laughs> accompanied by no walls. And this is where I talk about bullshit video game physics, because sometimes they're like a wall, or they're fucking invisible to the human eye. <laughs> so you're just walking around anywhere, yeah. and here comes a Nurikabe, and BAM! Walk into it. Yeah, oh wow, what a, what a brilliant countryside. I can't wait to see what, what new adventures await me on the... Up and then, yeah, just smack into invisible barrier. <laughs> That is some bullshit video game physics. Oh, man, I'm trying to leave work and then... Oh, man, right. no! Yeah, Mark, so... Uh, I'm going to actually need you to do inventory tonight. Uh, yeah, and then maybe even do inventory again tomorrow night. So, uh... It's like, God damn it. <laughs> you don't mind doing grocery, right? Cool, thanks. Cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, th th this also. Oh. oh man, I found my own unanticipated consequence. Choking oh, no. a great white buffalo. Oh god, Nurikabe, no. Uh, okay, what? Well, uh, the, the other thing that um, immediately uh, sprung to my mind was, of course, uh, the thwomps from the Mario series. These yeah. big walls that just get in your way. And uh, I mean, granted, sometimes they're easier to get around than others. But I'm, I'm sure, I, I'm. I'm 99.7% positive that um, that was the inspiration for, for Thwomps is this uh, is this little yokai dude. <laughs> does it do, does it give any uh, sense of like the dimensions or, or like can it be anything? Can it be any height, any width, whatever? Yeah, so according, if I'm doing this right, it's just, it's too big for you to get around. Like... Mm. If, if, if you were, you know, a seven-year-old child and you're three and a half feet tall, then it's going to be, like, seven feet tall. If you're okay. six foot whatever you are, you, it's going to be, like, it's going to be So it's in relation. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah just, so the main thing is that it's, yeah, impassable. Okay, okay. But there's a way to um, get away from it. Mm -hmm. So... Again, they don't they don't hurt you. They're just a pain in the ass. They appear out of nowhere and they impede your progress. But what you can do is take your hand and just kind of brush along in, on the ground right at its base, where its feet should be. We're assuming they're invisible. Sometimes we don't know. I want you to get down, Josh, and I want you to tickle this fucking wall because they hate having their feet touched and they will immediately like get the hell out of there. <laughs> Oh my god, that's. I just also love that too. So not only, like the yokai themselves, I think are just so wonderful, and and I just I just love about it, but also just the funny weird, ways that you get rid of them. So you either like call out a little, uh, riddle for them, or um, with a kappa like like you bow and then they bow and they're like brain water drains out of the top of their head. Or these guys, mm -hmm. you, you tickle them. I just, I just love it. I just love it. It's so great. The weird little rules out of them. 
Yeah, and and it all s- still somehow kind of makes sense. Like, okay, yeah, there's a big wall that there's literally nothing I can do to get around it. Um, might as well touch its feet. Like that, <laughs> like that kind of makes sense. Like if I'm not, if if I can't make the mountain, if, if like if I can't move around the mountain, or or the wall, uh, maybe I'll make it move around me by touching his feet. <laughs> There's a little footnote here, and it details a real-life encounter with one of these. Yokai expert and famed comic book artist Shigeru Mizuki recounted a Nurukabe experience in his in his book, Nihon Yokai Daizen. The event took place in Papua New Guinea during World War II, when he was separated from his comrades in an attack. As he was fleeing through the jungle, he found himself unable to proceed. It was though I was stuck in tar, he wrote. Left, right, forward, it was all the same. For 20 minutes, he pushed forward, then collapsed, exhausted. After a brief rest, and in spite of doing exactly what had gotten me nowhere before, I was able to move again. Kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, that is. That is pretty fun. I'm reading, uh, and I forget the author's name, but it's Land of Fire, or Touched, no, Touched with Fire, and it's all about the uh, Japanese-American Pacific Theater. Holy shit, dude. (laughs) Mm, Wow. Oh god, it's, it just talks about like with that like they're trying to take hills in New Guinea and it's like, "Oh no, no, no. It's all fucking mountains." <laughs> oh no, but there's also just fucking jungle on these mountains. Right. What? No, 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 you can't get into it. Oh, no, you can't get out of it either. Like one of the things was saying like it took four guys to get any wounded out because they had to like carry the litter. Right. But you're still going up and down mountains. Oh my shit. god, just, like, yeah. Oh. That's oh, that's wild. And it's, it kind of talks about, it's kind of sad because it talks about, like, that's where America's support for the war kind of started fading because, like, we know what Germany is. You you, you can mm-hmm. say, we're, we're going to fucking Berlin this week, we're taking them down. Yeah. But if you say we're trying to take, you know, this hill in New Guinea, well, no, number yeah. one, if you've heard of New Guinea, you don't know where this hill is. It's completely alien and foreign to you. It, it's weird. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. What you got? Yeah, no, no, no. That, that Nurikabe. Nur, that's... Mr. Wall, the big black wall, or it's a house wall, or it's an invisible wall, or it's an obstacle we place upon ourselves. Mm. But if we just tickle our problems, they'll all go away, <laughs> I guess is the point of the story. Dun, um. <laughs> okay, well, so uh, this is, I, I guess this is maybe like one and a half, because uh, I mentioned her uh, talking about this sort of larger genre of yokai, the hanya. Uh, but I want to spend a little more time talking about one in particular, and this is Lady Rokujo, uh, and uh, uh, she she turns into uh, the the very worst uh, the uh, uh, Honari uh, Hanya uh, over the course of uh, this 11th century novel, uh, the Tale of Genji. Hmm. Uh, and uh, and so yeah, I I they they have a lovely little synopsis here on yokai.com. I won't read the whole thing, uh, but I'll just kind of touch on a few key paragraphs uh but uh but but this novel revolves around the life of hikaru genji a noble living in the height of the heian period uh and lady rokujo's transformation from noblewoman to demoness has made her one of the most well-known monsters in japanese theater uh and her name comes from rokujo the area of kyoto in which she lived uh so lady rokujo was the daughter of a minister living in the capital uh during the heian period she was high-ranking, extremely beautiful, elegant, sophisticated, and intelligent. She had, she had been married to the crown prince and would have become empress upon his ascension. However, when her husband passed away, Lady Rokujo lost much of her power and standing among the court, robbing her of her ambitions. Uh, she sent their, do- their daughter away to Issei, 
to become a shrine princess, uh, and she became a courtesan of the imperial court. And so, like, here we kind of see, right, like, if the whole idea is like, oh, if, if all your jealousy, um, if you don't keep that in charge, or in, in, not in charge, in check, um, yeah, you could turn into one of these uh, Hanya. Uh, we're seeing that, that being said already. And so the widowed Lady uh, Rokujo soon became one of the mistresses of an, of an aspiring nobleman named Hikaru Genji. She fell deeply in love with him, but because of her age, rank, beauty, and refinement, uh, Genji was reluctant to return her affections. Lady Rokujo also could not express her true feelings as, he, as she wished without breaking court decorum. Instead, she repressed her feelings of jealousy, which began to transform her into a demon. Uh, one night, while sightseeing during the Hollyhock Festival, Lady Rokujo's carriage collided with the carriage belonging to Genji's rightful wife, Lady Aoi. After already losing her place to Genji's wife, Lady Rokujo discovered that Lady Aoi was pregnant with Genji's child. The insult was too much. Her repressed jealousy escaped from her body and transformed into an Ikiryo, which haunted Lady Aoi every night. Eventually, the Ikiryo was witnessed by Genji, who purchased herbal charms for his wife to protect her against evil spirits. Uh, and so uh, uh, Genji's wife gives birth to a son, but shortly afterwards um, uh, became possessed by Lady Rokujo's vengeful spirit. And so that possession is the subject of this no play, Aoi no Ue. So good news, Lady Aoi was eventually exorcised uh, of this demon, uh, but the possession took its toll uh, and she ended up dying. So this super oh, no. jealous, this super jealous Lady Rokujo uh, ended up killing, ended up killing uh, the, uh, the wife of um, Hikaru Genji. Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, Lady Rokujo had hoped to become Genji's next wife, but uh, she discovered that um, her own hair and clothes carried the odor of these herbal charms. So she was, it was like it would be the equivalent of walking in with like lipstick uh, on, on your collar. She can't. Yeah, she can't do ooh, that. Can't do that. Yeah. And so, uh, and so realizing finally that it wouldn't work out, uh, Lady Rokujo left the capital and joined her daughter at the Issei Shrine. Uh, six years later, Lady. Oh, and this is this is brutal. This is so brutal. So so she leaves disgrace. She joins her daughter at the shrine. Six years pass, uh, and Lady Rokujo returns to Kyoto with her daughter, uh, and and she becomes a nun. Shortly afterwards, she she uh, falls very ill. Uh, Genji came to visit her, but was stricken with her daughter. Oh. Lady Rokujo, still deeply in love with Genji, begged him not to take her daughter as a lover. And she passes away, and Genji adopts the daughter as his ward. So he, like, he like fulfills his promise. Because, like, think about how messed up that would be. Like, you're, you're, you're going after this guy. He's just not giving you the time of day. You get so jealous that you turn into a demon. You end up killing his wife. <laughs> You have to leave the city. You finally come back. You're at death's door. And this guy's like making eyes with your daughter. Like, oh, man. Ugh. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, so, so even though Genji kept his promise, he didn't marry Lady Rokujo's daughter. Um, her jealousy remained as a vengeful spirit. 
um, and, and, and it haunted Genji and attacked his new wife, Lady Murasaki, uh, and the other ladies of the house. Uh, but upon hearing of the hauntings, Lady Rokujo's daughter became sad that her mother had still not found peace in death. And so she performed the necessary memorial services to finally put her ghost at ease. And, oh, and, and so, yeah, it is, again, just this wonderfully uh, a tightly knit story about a jealous woman uh, and her daughter and she, and she has all these ambitions but it doesn't quite work and she's jealous and and and, and yet it, it falls back to her daughter to like finally say like okay uh vengeful jealous spirit of my uh deceased mom um enough's enough <laughs> you you gotta go now you gotta go now um but but okay, yeah we're, we're, we're done mom yeah we're we're, we're, we're done it's getting kind of weird we can't have people over. This is why we can't have nice things. Um, Calm your tits. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Your tits wreathed in flame, I assume, because it's Japan and everything. That's yeah, right. Wreathed in flame. Yeah. And also smelling of, uh, like, sage, I guess, or whatever other <laughs> whatever sort of herbal um, uh, compound we have there. But, but yeah, so that's so that's uh, a specific example of one of these. Hanya, Lady Rokujo. Okay. Yeah. All right, fun a fun cast of characters. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, like if nothing else, if nothing else, if nothing else, we're accruing another group of things that. Yeah, I don't know if I want to hang out with them, but no, I probably yeah, I would I would not want to have that as a like ex girlfriend or um yeah, because wouldn't that be weird too? Like, hey, I'm I was I was uh, uh, hollering at you for a minute. And here's my daughter. Please don't fall in love with my daughter, but take care of her. Yeah, that's a that's a real uh, minefield to to walk across. <laughs> yeah. You know what though, and mm. I'm not trying to I may, I'm not trying to force it, sure. but like, I think right there, I think that's our first like spec script of the episode, <gasps> and it's like a weird sort of like full house type deal. Not full house, but you know what I'm talking about, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like two and a half. Uh, what, what are they? Yeah, Roku two and a, yeah. It was two and a half men, but this will be two and a half geishas, I think, or two and a half yeah, courtesans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have the nerdy one that never gets anything, played by John Cryer, and then you have the <laughs> assholeish geisha, and it's got to be dude, two dudes in drag too. But they're oh, yeah. like taking care of this fucking like demon baby right. girl thing. It's oh shit. <laughs> No. I'm trying, uh, yeah, like two guys trying to raise up this fucking demon baby, but it's it's getting hotter. Mm-hmm. Like it's just gonna keep getting hotter too. Like as we go through the like run of the series, mm-hmm. and then by the end of like the third season, it's you know fucking barely legal and pert and ready to go. And <laughs> it's like no, 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 you can't. No. Oh, I'm gonna sleep with her. No, you can't. Get back in here, you yeah. laugh track. We yeah we 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 promised her mother that we wouldn't, and uh. <laughs> This this vengeful ghost keeps knocking over my 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 tea set. <laughs> we we can't we can't we can't. And then Charlie Sheen does his little like eyebrow waggle, and that's. <laughs> oh, I almost it almost works too well. Yeah, yeah. 
it, NBC, don't listen to this episode. Yeah, don't don't Fuckers. listen. To, yeah, don't don't listen to that one. Get go go come up with your own thing. Stupid NBC. <laughs> yeah, you nerds, go steal someone else's shit. All righty, Mark. So Charlie Sheen's son. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's son. Fucking brothels. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, Josh, I have an update mm-hmm. to my uh, Wizard's Goblet. I'm getting into my uh, Dead Guy Ale Rogue. Oh, very nice. And I am. This is. And I'm and I'm keeping pace with you here. Here's this uh, Blood Orange Cider from uh, Hiawassee Brew out of Hiawassee, Georgia. Fucking a. Cheers, Fuckin a. buddy. Here's Anya. Oh. That's not bad at all. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I like this. I yeah. See, now we know. Like, just look for beer labels that have dudes with uh, papakas on. You never go wrong. Never go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Blood orange? What? Uh, uh, cider. It's a blood orange cider. Blood orange. Oh, okay. Blood orange cider. Uh, okay. and, cool. uh, and and yeah. So yeah, there was some other. Um, well, like I mentioned, they had a they had a couple IPAs. That's that's okay. I can leave that for the Mrs. Wizard. Um. But they had, I think, just like a lager. They had some sort of lager, and um, oh, what was the last one? I forget what the last one is. But uh, well, and apparently, uh, the guy doing the whole samples and the little taster things, um, he has a buddy that has a brewery in Denver, um, and Mrs. Wizard, I think, wrote down the name. Uh, so yeah, like the next time we're out that way, we'll try and try and look this guy, this this friend of the dude, I guess, and. Uh, We'll say like, oh yeah, so and so says hi, and then hopefully uh, get to drink for free that night. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. Fuck yeah! <laughs> All righty, so moving right along, back to yeah. our yokai, having fun, having laughs. Moving right along. Uh, who, which, which delightful little yokai um, do we have next? Well, I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. It bears repeating. I'll say it. I'll say it every fucking day of my life. There's nothing more obnoxious than the sound of a child's laugh. <laughs> yeah. Except. Except. Except the sound of a child's crying. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to my next yokai, Konaki Gigi, which means old man who cries like a baby. <laughs> That's so good. They range in height from one and a half feet to five and a half feet, and they start out weighing six pounds. Oh. And basically, they are an old man, or they're they're yokai that take the appearance of an old man, or a young, uh, a helpless infant, not even a baby, like oh, an okay. infant, like just fucking hatched. I, I, I'm drawing weird parallels, too, with, like, yours kind of seem like Pokemon that, like, right. keep leveling up to evolve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now here's mine, and this little guy is like a Pokemon that just hatched, right? Right, yeah. Just out of the Pokemon and, daycare. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just, we're, we're walking along and, oh, what's that? And, <laughs> that's right. It's a Kanaki Gigi. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> So once again, we have another sound-based attack yokai. What this one does is it will scream like a baby. 
It sounds like a baby just out in the middle of the wilderness somewhere. You're walking along and you already heard the bean washing song and you're like, well, fuck that. I'm not looking for him. But then you hear an infant screaming and well, you wouldn't be a person if you didn't go investigate it. Yeah. But so let's say that you find the Konaki Gigi and you pick him up and it's like, oh, this is a fucking also also side point, side point, side point. Babies and old men are indistinguishable. (laughs) If you shrunk down an 85-year-old man, it looks the same as a fucking eight-week-old toddler. Mm -hmm. That's my hot take. And every single toddler looks like either James Earl Jones or Winston Churchill. (laughs) Come at me. Well, that's that's one of the reasons why uh, there was that uh, uh, short story, which was then turned into a movie, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And and yeah, it's a whole concept of like he's... Like sort of like born as an old man and then like reverse ages. So as he gets older, he looks more and more like a little kid. Um, and and actually the uh, so yeah, there's a movie with Brad Pitt and uh, oh shit, I just lost her name. Uh, uh, oh goddamn, uh, uh, Catherine. No, and anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, there's the book and all that. Um. Or, or the the movie, but actually I like the short story better. It's hilarious because, because because uh, in the short story Benjamin Button Button literally is an old man, and like when he's born, so he like pops out and he like has a corn cob pipe and he's sitting on the porch like yelling at kids, "Hey, get off my lawn!" Um, mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's as opposed to like in the movie they do a thing where like he's a really wrinkly baby, but then he like grows up. As he's like kind of growing up, he's he turns from a wrinkly baby into an old man, versus in the story, like no, he's just he's just an old dude. He's just like an eighty year old dude who pops out of his mom. <laughs> and, anyway, gross. anyway, yeah, super gross, super <laughs> gross. But anyway, so old man that still cries like a little baby. Old man crying like a baby. So he's not a baby. He's a fucking terror. If you pick up this baby, you're an idiot. You pick up any baby, you're an idiot. Whatever. This is my fears of being a father. I don't know. Whatever. But don't read into that either. That sounded weird when I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's no little wizards in this fucking tower. I'll tell you what. Um, so you're walking along. You hear this infant a wailing and a crying. You pick it up and no, isn't he cute? And you pick him up and he's only six pounds, but then he gets heavier. And then he gets heavier. And then he gets heavier until his weight is overpowering and it crushes you. And then he fucking eats you. Oh my, oh, that's horrific. Yeah. That's horrible. Which, you can't put it back down. Once you picked it up, it just, you can't get rid of it. God. It just crushes you. Well, and if that isn't a metaphor for, like, child rearing, I don't know what is. (laughs) Exactly. Like, fuck kids. I did this thing once and now I can't escape from it. I I can't get out from under it and it's going to literally consume me. (laughs) Humans, spay or neuter, you're human. (laughs) God damn it, Bob Barker. You were so close. Just needed to add one more species to your your announcements there at the end of Price is Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which, even just as I'm... (laughs) Even just as I'm visualizing it, like... Yeah, to see to to like see an old man, but hear a baby cry, that's super unsettling. That's bleh. That's that's rough. Like, I don't know what sort of uh, 
yeah like horror movie that's gonna appear in but mark my words it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be there <laughs> yeah it's they're gross like i, I don't know and it, I, I just can't imagine like you're out in the middle of the forest you hear some fucking baby crying and it's like okay cool no it's this weird little old man and in my mind i, I can only see cotton hill i yeah. don't know why <laughs> Well, well, because it's he's like, wham, wham, I killed Fitty Man, wham, wham, you go pick him up, I killed Fitty One Man, <laughs> like, get him, Topsy. <laughs> he does his weird, like, yeah, takes his dentures, yeah, <laughs> takes his, like, dentures out and does the weird, <laughs> well, also because cause they are on the smaller side, right, they're only, uh, like, one foot, three inches, you said? Up to five foot? Yeah, they can. Yeah, one and a half feet. Okay, well, yeah, one, one and, and a half. half feet to five and a half feet. Yeah, so also so. very much in, in line with the uh, with the Cotton Hill. So, um, <laughs> I also love that because yeah, like Cotton Hill, he's 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 like the perfect satyr. He's the perfect um, this this yokai. He he really is just he's he's an archetypal character somehow. It's kind of weird. <laughs> kind of <Yeah>. weird. Kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> So yeah, obviously there's no you can't escape them. Once you get it, you're you're done. That's it. So listeners, god damn it, my name is Mark and I'm a wizard and I'm here to tell you, you hear a baby crying in the forest, you get the fuck out. You yeah. Take a page from the remember the the Kushtaka, Josh, and it was mm-hmm. like you could call to you in your own voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you hear weird shit in the woods, yeah, go back the way just you go, came. Just turn around, about face, just get out of there. Nothing Unless good. you hit a Nurikabe and then you can't move and then you got to tickle his feet. Yeah, but but even then, that's just that's just one extra step. And then, which also I, and maybe it's because this one like like has like 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 has a certain sound. Like, uh, I I want to know what the what what the like laughing wall yokai like I like I want to know what its laughter sounds like. Is it is it is it just is it like booming? Is it just stupid? Is it like, <laughs> or uh, there's that. Uh, nah, it's fucking. It's fucking schoolgirl. It's just giggling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or 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 that's it too. It's just giggling. There, there there's also that uh, uh, kind of famous video of just very funny types of laughter, and the one that always sticks with me is the guy who laughs, and, and his laugh sounds like so maybe that's what it sounds like too. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. I just don't know. Oh dearie. So yeah, just uh, yeah. no tickling, no call and response, uh, singing. Just, just, just don't even. Just don't even go there. Just don't even go. There. Yeah. But again, according to, no, I, I really like this book. It's got just dumb little notes in mm-hmm. it. Or not dumb. They're they're fun. Whatever. Fun. Dumb. I don't care. Whatever. Um. Uh. According to some. So. There's like a popular myth that um, the cry of a Konaki Gigi will um, precede or cause earthquakes. Oh, interesting. And then remember like a long, long time ago when we were talking about weather manipulation and we were talking about earthquake lights and how sometimes there was like weird sound accompanying earthquakes. Oh, wow. Kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Maybe there's something there. Sure. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I mean, and even if there's not, I don't know. Earthquakes are cool. Japan is cool. Mm-hmm. Fucking two wizards. Shut two up. Wizards. You'll listen to it. Shut up. 
Man, this fucking dead guy ales making it's me no. I I am here for it. I'm here for it. So um, all right. What you, what you got? Get get me away from a valley of screaming old men <laughs> hiding beneath leaves. <laughs> no, that's okay. So uh, I have one more uh, Hanya to uh, talk about, who is also the subject of a of a very of of, of, of a very famous no play, um, and this is Kiyohime, aka Princess Kiyo. Uh, but but anyway, so. Um, so yes, uh, uh, Kiyohime is, uh, is yet another famous antagonist in Japanese literature, uh, and an example of a Honari Hanya, a demon woman who has attained the maximal level of power, which I, Japan, I love you, but I got to stop you right there. Um, I mean, these are two, these are two of quote unquote, the most famous antagonists in Japanese literature, and they're both women who have been scorned. Uh, that turn into demons maybe maybe it's maybe that reflects less on them <laughs> maybe that reflects more on you just saying maybe fucking treat women like women you maybe assholes. if because uh, yeah what's that kind of saying like if everyone you uh meet or uh go out with if 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 there are if 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 everyone that you meet or go out with is an asshole maybe the problem's not with them maybe the problem's with you but uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, she, there is an X factor. Yeah, there is there is something that you may want to add to the equation that you haven't yet before. Uh, but she appears, Kiyohime appears in the legend of Anshin, uh, uh, and and uh, this is an ancient tale from the Wakayama Prefecture. Uh, versions of the story appear in a number of ancient books, and her tale is retold in the famous no play, Dojoji. So. Uh, kind of like before, real quick synopsis uh, run through of this story. Uh, so long ago, during the reign of Emperor Daigo, the young priest named Anshin was traveling from Mutsu to Kumano on a pilgrimage. Every year he made the journey, and every year he would lodge at the manor of Masago no Shoji family. Uh, he was an incredibly good-looking young man, and he caught the eye of Kiyohime, the manor lord's daughter. And she was a troublesome young girl, or so according to this patriarchal story. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Anshin um, joked to her that if she were a good girl and behaved herself, he would marry her and take her back to Mutsu. So every year, Kiyohime waited for Anshin to come again for his pilgrimage. And when she came of age, uh, she reminded him of his promise and asked him to marry her. And Anshin, embarrassed that she had taken his word seriously, lied that he would come for her as soon as he finished his pilgrimage. On his return, he avoided the Masago no Shoji manor and headed straight for Mutsu. So this motherfucker, what a dick. playing with a little girl's like mind, messing with her heart, doesn't doesn't realize uh, that he. That even if like he promised something, you can't just turn around and say, "Ha ha, J.K." Uh, no, like people people take that seriously, and and it says that she grows up and she's beautiful. So what's the big deal, man? Like, are you getting that much yeah, action? Right? Yeah, are you getting that much action as a priest? That uh, and this woman, this, this young woman, like her her family's uh, wealthy and established. You're gonna turn up your nose. So no, screw you, Anshin. Oh yeah. And then he just, of course, like runs away. Uh, and and so the story continues. 
When Kiyohime heard of Anshin's deception, she was overcome with grief. She ran after the young priest, barefoot, determined to marry him. Anshin fled as, as fast as he could, but Kiyohime caught him on the road to the temple Dojoji. So, so it's this temple. Um, mm -hmm. There, instead of greeting her, Anshin lied again. So again, I'm not faulting young Kiyo. It's all this dude's fault. Um, and he pretended not to know her and protested that he was late for a meeting somewhere else. So this dude is, he's ghosting her. He's gaslighting her. Uh, all the red flags, all the terrible uh, behavior. And uh, unsurprisingly, Kiyohime's sadness turned into furious rage. Uh, and she attacked, uh, moving to punish the lying priest. And uh, uh, Anshin prayed to Kumano Gongen to save him. A divine light dazzled Kiyohime's eyes and paralyzed her body, giving Anshin just enough time to escape. So, Kiyohime is the much more sympathetic character in this story. So, I, I can't fault her for turning into, like, uh, uh, a tier three demon. Because, um, yeah, she's, she's just been done dirty all this entire story so far. No shit, like... It's weird though. It's weird how many times women get scorned and become total bitches, and then we like turn them into demons. Cause like, well, and just across the board, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and that even it, the the circumstances are also quite a bit differently. But you know, we saw a similar thing with um, with uh, uh, Ovid's version of the Medusa story. Yeah, like she wasn't doing anything. She was she was just she was just being a priestess to Athena comes along yeah uh poseidon has his way with her and then uh, athena punishes her so yeah i, I think that's sadly yes there that, that is sort of a that is sort of a, a trope in in not not each of these stories but in but in some of these stories uh yeah, just kind of general yeah i don't know it's yeah and so we need to be better to women Josh. i know God, jesus it. guys come on two wizards getting woke women's rights let's get, <laughs> let's after, get it. after it come on hashtag he for she ha whatever hashtag uh Kiyohi me too um so yeah uh <laughs> just for a split right. second we we tried to be woke and then we're gonna get canceled for that i'm, I'm gonna cancel us with that pun but anyway <laughs> again again we can only cancel that which is popular make us popular enough to cancel right, true. let's get after true, it true, true. okay and so and so you all don't have the balls to listen to all of the back catalog do you <laughs> 53 episodes strong, 53 nerds. Strong nerds. Oh, and you just wait. You just wait, dear listeners, because do we have some special things in store for uh, for 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 a special date that's coming up? But anyway, back to our story. Like yokai part. Yokai four. part four. Uh, four four <laughs> yokai four furious. Um, <laughs> where we drink four loco and then adopt the person. So here's what we're going to do. Josh is going to be in Colorado in, or, yeah, in Colorado in October. So we're going to get shithoused on Four Loco and adopt the guises of Yokai. Then we're going to fight each other in my parking lot. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yokai Part 4. Yokai okay, Part 4. <laughs> I don't know why I barked. Well, because it's that mad, the mad, mad monk, the mad Russian. What's it called? Dead guy. Dead guy. Same thing. Same thing. Anyway, here we go. So. <laughs> poor sweet scorned 
Kiyohime, who didn't do nothing wrong. Uh, but her rage exploded to its limits. The divine intervention had pushed her over the edge. Because that's that's the other thing, too. It's one thing if it's just, like, some dude, some mortal uh, who's who's doing that. But then, like, the right. you get the gods involved. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's over the edge. And so she transforms into a giant fire-breathing serpent. Oh, fuck. All right. So, yeah, she, she kind of goes Godzilla, almost. Um, when Anshin, this motherfucker running away, um, reached the Hidaka River, he paid the boatman and begged him not to allow his pursuer to cross. Because, again, he's thinking, like, okay, like, uh, uh, Kumumano Gongen used Flash. Um, she's still going to be chasing after me, so just, hey, like, boatman, take me across the river, but don't let anybody else come. Um, then he ran... You surf. You yeah, surf you, to get over you, there. You, yeah. you surf to get over there. Uh, and then he ran to Dojoji uh, Temple for safety, but ignoring the boatman entirely. Bitch, I'm a giant fire-breathing serpent. I don't need to use surf. I'll use... Uh, fly, I guess. I guess. I, I, I guess she's. A... So, so she she crossed the river after him. Um, okay. And so, seeing the monstrous serpent, the priests the priests of Dojoji uh, hid Anchin inside of the large bronze temple bell. However, Kiyohime could smell Anchin inside. Overcome with rage and despair, she wrapped herself around the bell and breathed fire until the bronze became white hot. And she, oh, fuck. she roasted Anshin alive inside the bell. With Anshin dead, the demon Kiyohime threw herself into the river and drowned. That's dopey shit. I love that. It is. It it is pretty dope. Oh. So like this is like fucking get it, Kiyohime. Yeah, r- right. So so I think also like uh, I I I think uh, um, kind of this is striking me along the lines of yeah something almost in the same vein as like a Kill Bill, I think a, a, a yeah. Quentin Tarantino-esque take on this story, I think it would do uh, gangbusters. So, um, so, so, so yeah. And well, and, and uh, so it mentions this no play, uh, which is titled after the temple, Dojoji. Um, uh, and, and yeah, apparently what this play is really famous for is, uh, yeah, they, they like lower the bell down. Like they have this little set prop um, mm-hmm. and there's a big thing where like the bell gets lowered down or like crashes down to the stage floor. And then when it, uh, uh, comes back up again, when it, when it's lifted back up again, I think it, if I remember correctly though, I think they change it a bit in the play. I think in the play, um, someone gets transformed into a beneficent spirit. I don't think he gets roasted alive, but I could be, I could be mistaken about that. Um, but but anyway, there's so yeah the, the the very famous no play that deals with this topic is uh, do, all right do, do, dojoji, so all right. But also yeah, that's 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 pretty cool that uh, poor sweet Kiyohime who who didn't do nothing wrong. Um, yeah, she 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 gets to she gets to have finally like a bit of um a bit of uh revenge i guess because this yeah. this guy Anshin, he screwed up like eight times along the way so fuck that guy 
But just, like, what's your fucking problem, dude? Like, I don't know. Which, that's what I'm going she's back to, gross. too. She's not gross. Right. It's not like she's got, it Not. it's not like she's fucking Cotton Hill baby living in a goddamn <laughs> pumpkin patch. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. So, again, it's like, oh, no, wait, you're telling me that, like, this hot daughter from a rich nobleman that she wants to marry you? Oh, my God. Like, dude, that's just the worst. Let me, geez, I thought my life was hard. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this son of a bitch. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I, unironically, but also still ironically, hashtag Kiyohime too. Um <laughs> <laughs> well you ready to uh hashtag he may moichido uh which means one more time height because i have my own he may mm. yeah it's perfect yeah also we should point out he may means princess yes yeah that's why we're able to i think to. you said so and yeah he may he may is princess yeah. um so mine is called a uh, hashi hime mm. and her name means bridge princess <gasps> and it's typically female sometimes male because it's japan and we can get weird mm-hmm. and uh it looks like an a- so like it's average height for a japanese woman she weighs the average weight for a japanese lady mm-hmm. it's basically a human mm-hmm. she's got uh black hair that's parted into seven loops that's they make a point to say seven mm. and wears an iron crown topped with candles and finally, she's usually topless whenever anybody sees her. So nice, you know, tits out for <laughs> tits out. Tits for... out. He may walk. <laughs> tits out for Bridge Princess. <laughs> Which this is getting weirdly Adventure Time too. Like, oh no, you're right. Oh hey, what's up, Kyo Hime? Oh hey, what's up, Hashi Hime? Yeah, lots of like, lots of princesses. Yeah, yeah, totally. So once again. And we're we're talking on my end. This is annoyances, okay? So, um, usually this thing just appears topless, and it hates you if you have if you show up to its bridge as a couple. So, Josh, you don't take your Mrs. Wizard oh, here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Hashihime will come up to you and haunt you weirdly and try to kill you. And so here we go. Um, a human turned yokai by the sheer force of jealousy and revenge. The Hashihime is essentially an anti-Cupid, a super stalker, a ferocious force of nature dedicated to the solitary purpose of making others pay for her betrayal. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Popular legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So popular. Again, another woman scorned. Yeah. And again, maybe we should be nicer to Japanese people. Yeah, maybe. Or, or, to, or not Japanese people. Fuck the Japanese people. We should be nicer to women. Yeah. And Japanese. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but... <laughs> so a uh, popular legend tells of a couple that lived near the Uji River in Kyoto. Mm. Uh, her husband cheated on her. And so a, a faithful wife prayed day and night at a local Shinto shrine for holy retribution. So she's invoking the gods and she's saying, hey, hook me up. My husband's a piece of shit. Let's get him. On the seventh evening, the shrine's priest approached her with news of a strange dream that he awakened that had awakened him. In it, he was instructed of the method by which the woman could take her revenge. She was to dress in a, she was to dress in red, streak her face and body with poisonous cinnabar, part her hair into seven loops, and place an iron brazier, inverted and topped with lit candles, onto her head. Carry a rod of pure iron in one hand and remain at the Uji River for twenty-one days. 
if she obeyed, she would be cap- she would be transformed into a creature capable of exacting her vengeance. And the rest, they say, is history. Oh, That's man. all from Yokai Attack. So now it waits for so now Hashihime waits for you and your Mrs. Wizard to come up to her bridge, and then she pops out at you and puts a curse on you. And if you do not agree to break up with your significant other, you will die from a horrible from some type of horrible curse. Oh wow, that's oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I just I again like my heart goes how my heart goes out to all these poor poor women like they're they're just they're trying to do the best that they can and like yeah so yeah like that's also that whole thing too right like if in in any sort of like like playing playing a sport or something like that like it gets physical and it's and it's not that the refs see the guy fouling you but it's they see you retaliating against the guy and then you get a you get a foul called on you. And I think that's a lot of it too. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, they were in, initially they were treated bad. And so they retaliate and now they're the bad guys for retaliating. I just, but here's the real kicker. If you don't, if you go over Hashihime's bridge, excuse me, mm-hmm. and you don't have a, a, a girlfriend, you just die. Whoa. <laughs> You're just cursed with a horrible death. <laughs> That's well, 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 because I was I was struck by the phrase that uh, she's the anti Cupid, and yep, that sounds about right. Yep, that sounds about right. So either you got somebody and you have to break up with them right then and there, or you'll fucking die and they'll probably die too, or you got nobody and you're gonna die al- forever alone. <laughs> And also, as a final footnote to this, in The Tale of Genji, uh, this was the first time it was recorded, and this little bit was written by a courtesan named Murasaki Shikibu. Because mm. you did Tale of Genji earlier, yes. and I just think it's kind of neat that, like, yeah. Yeah, man. Also, that was written in the year 3000, I don't, or in the year 1000. I don't know if we said that, but that's kind of neat. Uh, like, yeah, I think, I think I mentioned 11th century, which is, yeah, oh my god. Yeah, I man. think you did, but, like, fuck, like, while every single white dude in Europe was busy murdering each other and fucking his sister, these guys are like, nah, let's, like, make a collaborative effort for, like, treat women okay. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've honestly kind of thought about that, too. Because, like, even, like, yeah, sure, whatever, I go off on the Greeks, and that's, you know two and a half millennia ago but even that there's such good oh my god it, there's such good stuff out there that yeah I, i've i've even kind of considered like okay maybe this year i i just choose i just choose like a bunch of old books that aren't the greeks because i read them enough already like and so yeah maybe maybe that's like a challenge that that i can kind of put on myself like once a month i'm gonna find a book that's at least a thousand years old from a different uh, culture, country, what, what have you. I just read through that because it, cause it's incredible. It's incredible that we have stuff that that's old and still like yeah, reson- right? still resonates with us here. So, ah, too cool. Well, we did it too with the uh, Surabune and I just mm-hmm. cause was kind of geeking out like, and yeah, it's only 300 whatever years, but like we have these books from this time and we, they're just here. We can read them. Yeah. We, we now can look at them and read them and hold them mm-hmm. and yeah, and I don't know. Talk about yeah, right, exactly, exactly. But then you talk about the what elephant 
Elephantine papyri, right? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, Oxyrhynchus? Yes, that's what it. Am I thinking yes, of yes, the Oxyrhynchus. The giant cache of papyri. Mm-hmm. We just have that shit. We just fucking have it. Yeah. But no one knows what the fucking... Or, or we do, but no one fucking knows, you know? Like, yeah. Well, or, or you, so, so... The amount of people that can get into it and enjoy it is... Mm-hmm. Very, very, very sparse. Right. Like, yeah, it, it does. It, it does have a, a fairly high uh, barrier to entry. J- just a quick, just a quick kind of tangent of, uh, about the bits of baby bits about of the Oxyrhynchus uh, papyri. So, um, one of the professors in the classics department here at uh, OSU that I, that I've taken a, a number of classes with. He's he served on. Uh, uh, he he was on my thesis committee. Um, I'm going to ask him to be on my dissertation committee. He's a great guy. Um, he was telling us the story one time. He did his grad student. He 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 did his grad uh, studies at I want to say out in California. Anyway, okay. so like, uh, and, and so yeah, this was in like the like 70s, 80s, much different time. Um, and he was telling us that like in their department, they happened to like get get to uh uh house some of these papyri and study them and do some stuff and he was just saying like yeah just one day like i was i was looking at it and um i just took it home with me and uh even forgot wait okay, yeah wait wait what yeah say just run that by me sorry what run that yeah so like so like he just fucking took it yeah so it's so like one of the like not a full-on like 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 scroll or anything but like just like a little fragment mm. just a little scrap like a little fragment sure yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah that was just i was just like reading it in the park <laughs> i was just in the park reading it and Brought it home with me and realized, like, oh, hey, here it is. But like, also, what a cool fucking moment. Right! Like, How fucking cool is that? Can you imagine that? reading this, like, thousand-year-old scroll in a fucking park? Yeah, you're in Southern California. It's, it's a beautiful day. Sun is shining. Uh, grass is growing. You're there reading some little bit of Greek. And just like, I guess I'll get this back to the library at some point. I'll get, I guess I'll get this back to the special collections. Yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> oh, Versus shit. now, like they and perhaps rightly so, probably rightly so. Yeah, like they have all that shit on, like so locked up. But, <laughs> but you know, like without because it wouldn't be two words if we didn't do Lovecraft too. Mm-hmm, right. There's that bit in the Dunwich Horror when like Wilbur Waitley just checks out the fucking Necronomicon, like. <laughs> It is, man. No, no, truly. And then, but then he gets butthurt when uh, Armitage won't let him take it with him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fucking it. Like, here's this, like, centuries old book. It's just like, yeah, can I look at it? Yeah. Thanks. Who are you? A weird dude from the hill. Yeah. Sure. So if ever, Mark, if, if ever um, the stars align and it happens that um, you are able to to come visit me here in Columbus. We will def. I, we'll mm-hmm. we'll make a day. We'll go to. Um, so first of all, there's the Theater Research Institute that has a bunch of old stuff. Maybe not quite as old as like some of that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's um, there's of course the the Billy Ireland uh, cartoon collection. That's just a bunch of like just like comic books and stuff. Oh uh, shit. And then we also have, is it, uh, we also have, we, we, we do have a bunch of like medieval and I think it's medieval and Renaissance manuscripts. 
so yeah no no like we will go around we'll we'll like i'll i'll try to like use my um phd candidate uh cred to be like yeah let us into this special collection and let's look at some old shit and who knows man maybe we oh, yeah. maybe we will actually find the necronomicon who knows <laughs> how can i but, we just need we just need a little bit we just, just need a little bit, bit and that's all we that's need like that's all i need Indeed, indeed. Anyway, anyway, so so anyway. so anyway, so so I have um. So yeah, Hashihime, the bridge princess, she comes out at you, the head all aflame with a iron crown, her seven ringlets braided into her hair, titties a flapping. Have a girlfriend or don't, you're gonna die anyway. Yep. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. And ain't, and ain't that life? Ain't that life? Treat women better, <laughs> fucking a. Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do better. <laughs> Well, and speaking of someone who probably could have been done a lot better, and this guy was this guy was done dirty. Uh, the next yokai on my list um, is is a specific dude. It's a specific. It's 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 not even just like a like a genre or, or a species. This is a specific dude, and okay. uh, he is Kohada Koheiji, and he is a famous ghost from the Edo period with a strong connection to the theater. Uh, the, okay. the real life events that inspired his ghost story supposedly took place around the year 1700, but over the years, rumor mixed with folklore and fantasy uh, until the story was finally written down a hundred years later in 1803's Fukushu Kidan Asaka no Numa, uh, which means the strange tale of revenge from Asaka Swamp. And his story uh, has been adapted into the kabuki play Iroie uh, Otogizoshi, uh, which means colorful fairy tales, shortly after that. And he has remained a popular figure throughout the uh, Edo period. And so basically what this is, is you take, I guess, kind of Macbeth and sprinkle in a little Phantom of the Opera. And that's, that's kind of this guy's story. Um, the, oh, okay. the ghost of Kohada Koheiji is said to jealously guard its status as the best ghost actor. To this day, actors who perform this kabuki play, uh, Iroreri Otogizoshi, or adaptations of his story, are haunted by strange occurrences, suspicious accidents, and even injuries. Mm. So it's So it's kind of, I guess, like Macbeth because... Uh, for uh, for for those in the theater world, there's there's this kind of idea that if you perform Macbeth, that if you perform Shakespeare's Macbeth, your performance, your production will have some sort of setback, like things will break, or hopefully, God forbid, it won't happen. But sometimes people get injured, or things like that. Um, when I and, and and again, who knows, man? As some people say, symbolism happens. Um, all I know is the one time that I directed Macbeth, the janitors left some faucets running above the dressing room. And so I'm getting frantic calls from my high school students. Uh, Josh, the, the dressing room has water running down the walls. <laughs> oh, fuck. So I, I got to like, I guess, uh, reiterate the Macbeth thing. I had, I had something bad and strange happen when I did it. Um, but but then also I guess a little bit of yeah like Phantom of the Opera sprinkled in where it's a guy who was a performing artist himself 
and then kind of haunts people and says like, no, you can't do this thing. This is my thing. I'm going to haunt you. <laughs> uh, and so, and so, yeah, this is, this is a lot longer. And I almost, when I came across this, I almost thought, oh, God damn, maybe I should save this for like, it's full on episode and perhaps I'll come back to it. But, uh, yeah. but, but maybe I'll just talk a little bit about uh, this, 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 this character, this ghost, uh, Kohada Koheiji. So yeah. during the time when Ichikawa Danjiro II commanded the stage, there lived a third-rate actor named Kohada Koheiji. He was part of the Morita Za theater troupe and studied under Master Unagi Tarobe, because we all know who those people are. But Unagi means squid. U or not squid, eel. eel. Anyway, yes. moving on. Uh, Koheiji was a terrible actor. On top of that, he was unattractive. He had pale, languid skin, sunken, flat eyes, and disheveled hair. He was unable to land even the smallest roles in Eddie of Edo's Kabuki productions. Koheiji's manager felt sorry for him and resorted to bribing and begging to find something, anything, for the struggling actor to perform. Finally, he landed a part for Koheiji with a traveling show in the countryside where the audiences were far less demanding than they were in Edo. And this, this is just fucked up, too. Because, okay. because his poor appearance allowed the producers to save money on makeup, Koheji was cast as a ghost. Oh. So I mentioned before. Yeah, so, so I mentioned before in no theater, uh, no theater uses masks. It's a mask theater. Uh, whereas Kabuki, they use this very elaborate, very stylized, very detailed form of makeup called Kumadori. And so this, this guy, his, his uh, countenance was so fucked up that uh, they didn't even need to put this elaborate makeup on them. They're just like, okay, yep, you're a ghost. Go on. <laughs> God. So, yeah, picture, again, like like Phantom of the Opera, uh, awkward kid in the school play that's just a tree in the background, <laughs> but really tries hard and wants to be an actor and wants to be remembered. And, and so as, as the story continues... And this is also where maybe maybe this is his hubris. Maybe he takes it a little too far. But it, but the story goes, uh, Koheiji believed this to be his last chance to make it as an actor. And so he did everything he could to make his role believable. He studied the faces of the dead, no, uh, making, oh, yeah, making note of the way their muscles fell limp and eyes stared blankly. He copied their rigid, lifeless poses. He practiced speaking, speaking in a haunting voice and walked with an eerie gracefulness. And his hard work paid off. His acting was widely acclaimed. He was suddenly the talk of the countryside. The other actors in his troupe finally admitted that Koheiji was good at one thing, being a ghost. Hmm. And uh, the story also takes a bit of a weird turn next from here, according to yokai.com. Uh, Koheiji was married to a woman named Otsuka. Otsuka had been the widow of the disgraced Ishi uh, of the disgraced Ikushima Hanroku, an act an actor who was executed for stabbing and killing the great Ichikawa Danjiro I publicly on stage. So this holy shit. So he married a woman whose first husband killed a dude on stage and was subsequently executed for that. Uh, 
Koheji loved Otsuka deeply, uh, but she was embarrassed by her husband and thought him a fool. She fell out of love with Koheji and into the arms of another performer in the Mori, uh, of the Moritaza troupe, a taiko player named Adachi Sakuro. While Koheji was away uh, acting in the countryside, Sakuro lived in Koheji's house in Edo with Otsuka, uh, pretending to be the master of the house. And eventually Otsuka asked Sakuro to get rid of Koheji so that they could be together forever. Hmm. And so the story continues a little bit. Uh, I, I, I don't want to. And again, I, I almost want to come back to this later and maybe do maybe do another episode talking about ghosts in theaters, because that's a ooh, man. That's some that's also some two wizards territory. Um, well, well, give me the give me the tiniest taste of the end. OK, so. Yes. So, yeah. So, so exactly. So I will. So I will. Uh, you you wouldn't leave me. So oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't dream of it. And so. Um, even though Koheji is out in the countryside, he, he comes back to Edo and he finds his wife and her lover. And, uh, there's a, there's a big brawl that, that, that breaks out. Um, uh, and, and so, and so, uh, uh, this, uh, taiko drum player, uh, Sakuro, uh, they're, they're fighting, they're fighting Otsuka, uh, uh, goes insane and eventually dies. Uh, her lover, uh, Sakuro, eventually uh, was forced to live as a beggar. Uh, and then uh, Koheji him, him, himself, he, he sort of, so, so they, so they killed him, but his ghost was haunting them and so on and on. And so he continues haunting them so on and so on. Uh, and then eventually, sometime later, the great Ichikawa Danjiro II, the son of the dude who was killed by Otsuka's first husband, heard the story of the famous ghost actor uh, and his tragic murder. And he pitied him and offered prayers in his house. And as he prayed, the ghost of Koheji appeared beside him. Koheji, you were only ever good at being a ghost, said uh, Danjuro, with that final recognition, Koheji's ghost seemed content and vanished. Hmm. And so it is. It's 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 a it's a bit of like I was saying too. It's a bit of not only the story of Macbeth being like like having that superstition following it, but also like uh, a woman and and her lover conspire to kill somebody, but it comes back and haunts them, and they go crazy. It's 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 fascinating, and so yes, I I I honestly think that I maybe showed just a just a just a smidgen, just enough to. That's all right. No, get... that's fine. We can re- we can always re-, yeah. re revisit. Yeah. So 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 just enough to kind of go over this for our yokai and specifically my take on like theater yokai. Uh, but yeah, Kohohara Koheji, um, the theater ghost, uh, right. pretty pretty badass. Yeah, it's it's fucking cool. Like, but also you said that he studied the faces of the dead, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. How? How? That, that's How? a good question. How? <laughs> like, mm. and uh, yeah, even though this predates any sort of method acting, that that is probably definitely taking it too far. If you're just gonna like stare at dead people to know to note just exactly how their muscles like either tighten up from rigor mortis and then slacken and 
sort of like stead stare um literally dead-eyed off into space yeah that's that's a little creepy that's a little creepy too mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit just, just a little bit like i i got one more okay okay was that was that your last one yeah yes that was my last that was my last one okay cool then no that's good because you gave me your showstopper and i'm gonna give you mine mm. minor inconveniences mm-hmm. they're not gonna kill you except for the last one yeah. and now this one. Okay, okay. This this next one might kill you too. This is my last one. This is the most inconvenient yokai that I have ever This is the most inconvenient fucking thing I've ever seen, right? Okay. Okay. This is the biggest pain in the ass. This is it. A spirit of the DMV. No. <laughs> I present to you, Josh, the Ober... Oh my god, I can't even say it. The Obarion. Mm. Its English name means piggyback monster. It doesn't have a gender. And it's about three to six feet high. Give or take. Okay, Okay, and so what it is, is it's a yokai. Again, it, it hangs out in the forest. I guess they kind of have the same, like... I guess dying in a forest is just like an inconvenience and... Japan. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm taking out of this. But so it hides in forests, and as you're walking along, it it's it's it, you you go you're going through the woods, right, Josh? I'm gonna, mm-hmm. Let me okay, let me yeah. paint a word picture for you. you. So mm-hmm. here you are. It's it's almost evening. It's probably like five thirty six ish. The sun is setting, but not set yet. You're going through the forest, and suddenly you hear Obutsuritie! and something falls on your back. And starts crushing down on you. Well, goddammit, Josh. That's an Obarion. It is a piggyback demon. They drop out of the sky, screaming, I want a piggyback. (laughs) It's a piggybacking demon. It jumps on your back. It's riding you around. It just wants a fucking piggyback ride. So what do you do? Well, if it fucking drops... So if you hear it scream, mm. if you hear it scream, Obusarite! It means I want a piggyback ride, I guess in Japanese, according to Yokai Attack. Mm, okay. And it'll just drop on your shoulders. It will increase its weight until you are pinned on the ground and immobilized, not unlike the Konaki Gigi. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you hear it, according to this, it says, just run like hell. That's fucking it. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that makes as much sense as any, because really, what more can you, like, it's already plummeting through the air. It's timed its yeah. trajectory just right. Yeah, there's there's no reasoning. There's no rationalizing. You just, uh, you just got to try to book it. Um. But also, speaking as somebody who just had 40 pounds of coconuts <laughs> dropped on his goddamn spine. I was going to say. Shit sucks. I was also going to say, because you shared this unfortunate uh story with me before we started recording that you had a bit of a workplace accident had some had some coconuts uh following you and, and i was i was going to ask mark did you hear any one of them shriek um give me a piggyback ride right before right before they came crashing i didn't okay bastards didn't even buy me a drink first um, but yeah. <laughs> right so let's say it lands on your back josh according to yokai attack your best option 
is to fall onto your back. So it's on your back in the piggyback stance. Oh. You fall onto your back. Don't fall on your stomach. Right, because then you're If you fall on your stomach, it, yeah, because it's going to keep increasing in weight. Mm. And you're just going to like... But all at once is a piggyback ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you get up and you just walk around with it. And maybe you can, maybe you are uh, 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 spry and pert enough to do this, but probably not. Mm. So really, the only defense against this thing is to you know not walk through the fucking woods at night. Yeah, I <laughs> again, don't go to the woods at night at twilight. Just don't do it, guys. Yeah, it's just not. I I or or the other thing, and 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 maybe this this may be a tactic uh, that that only a few people can pull off. But I have an idea that that you are included in that few. Mark is. Um, so yeah, you you hear this thing cry and it jumps on on your shoulders and says you want to piggy, piggyback, and yes, very smart to just roll on your back or, or fall on your back instead of your stomach. Or do you I, like I know it's not exactly a German suplex, but you could do some sort of like <laughs> sort of like suplex it back and then yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. then it can increase in weight as it goes from there. Uh, but but but. But but yeah, like I said too, even that's not quite the physics of that don't quite work out because because to be a German suplex, that's with somebody in front of you that you're holding and then German is yeah front to front and then over yeah yeah so so I, I guess I guess this is like a weird no this is a Samoan drop if it's anything okay no so that was gonna be my that's question across your across the shoulders and like if the other if you're okay so you're you're Jesus. And the other guy is the cross, so you're holding him right. up across your shoulders, yeah. and you fall back with him. Well, or I guess yeah. I, I, I guess if nothing else uh, from tonight's recording, we've picked up a new um, finisher for you. You could call it the Obario, the, the Obarion. Oh fuck! I don't even know so, how to say it. I, I I tried to say it three times. Yeah, and do it right. Uh, yeah, Oberion. Yeah, Oberion. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Um, suplex, where it's yeah. where it's like someone jumps from the top rope onto your shoulders, but you say no, 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 and then you just and then you, yeah, and then I scream Obasurite, Obasurite, and then fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a bad setup for a finisher, like. No offense, but like right. hoping to get a dude to like jump on at me from the top rope, probably doing his finisher to hit him with my finisher. I don't know. It, yeah, it would be like a glass can. But I guess even from that context, I would have to be the Oberion, right? Yeah, I guess I'd be the one screaming. I want to piggyback. Oh, ride. there it is. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's it. Okay, so that's it. I'll jump off the top rope. I'll plant on. So okay, wrestling rules right here, guys. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'm on the top turnbuckle. I'm going to jump off the post, screaming, I want a piggyback ride, plan on the mat, jump up, and not unlike Carlito's backcracker, but I just, like, pop down, pop back up, and then just pick up and slam the guy. There we go. There you that's, go. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. No, okay, yeah, no, that's it. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I also got hit with 40 pounds of coconuts, and I want to die, and I never, ever, 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 ever want to be a professional wrestler again. <laughs> 
Well, because part of it was like they didn't let you know before. Like, like they were, they were, um, because, because they stiffed me. Right. Yeah. They, they, they fucking stiffed me. Yeah. 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 They didn't communicate. Bastards. Yeah. They didn't communicate beforehand. They, they, they didn't let you know. And so, yeah, precisely. Precisely. <laughs> oh, man. See, oh, God. Ugh. I just. Just yokai. I just, I just want yokai. Just, they just make it better. I, well, and and as we're sort of like uh, uh, coming to this episode's end, I just, I just feel so conflicted because I, yeah. I equally desperately want to encounter a yokai in real life, but then I also recognize that no, if I do that, then. Uh, like the the chances of me dying increase like orders of magnitude <laughs> like because yeah there would be just a like the mrs wizard and i going on our walks and there's a little there's a little ravine and a little creek that kind of goes there and we just walk across a bridge and then here comes bridge bridge <laughs> princess and now we have to split now i have to separate um That's yeah it. and and like there's no arguing there's no like trying to so like, look, can we come up with some other arrangement here? Like, no, that's it. You're done. Because um, I do. I, or, oh, man. or, or this is the ghost or the, 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 the like vengeful, whatever you want to call it, elemental spirit of woman scorned. Mm-hmm. I bet you can lie to it twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I promise. I, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll totally marry you right after this uh, theater conference that I'm presenting at. No, I, I promise as soon as I'm done giving my papers, I'll come back and get married. And then just <laughs> just like ghost her on, on my socials and delete her uh, contact info and block her on. <laughs> <laughs> then wake up the next morning. Uh, say, wifey love. Um, do you see this giant f- flying serpent that can breathe fire? Is that just me? <laughs> okay. All right. Just wanted to double check. Um, say, where's the new, where's the nearest Buddhist temple? <laughs> oh. oh, golly. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I guess we've we'd really have said it, Mark. Just yokai are fun and great and weird wonderful. and wonderful. And this, if nothing else, if nothing else, uh, yokai are going to be our regular feature here at the Two Wizards Podcast. And on that note, listeners, let us know. Uh, have have you also? been uh reading up on yokai have you purchased yokai attack and if not why haven't you already god damn it go do it why haven't right. you no i'm i'm literally i have a tab uh for amazon.com i'm i'm gonna order yokai attack as soon as we as soon as we finish here uh looking at that's that's what i'm doing what about you um have you seen a yokai have you turned into a yokai but uh just stepped back from that ledge before you um, uh, 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 got promoted to the third level of Hanya. Uh, let us know. Are you an old man living in a field crying <laughs> like a baby? <laughs> Too real. Too real. 
But yes, yeah, so listeners, let us know. We love interacting with you. It's it's at, it's honestly been a minute. We were getting some emails for a bit. We were getting some correspondence. Yeah. A bit of a dry I'm spell. I'm kind of petered out. I'm kind of bummed. A bit of a dry spell, but that's okay. So so please let us know. You can send us an email uh, to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. You can find me, Josh, on Twitter at plaidbarbarian. And you can find Mark on Twitter at Marky Stardust. Because because we have we have updates galore. We're going to give you an update on our Wizards homebrew. Mark's going to give us an update about having booze with cereal. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to give you updates about other things. Other, other things. things. Other things we didn't know we were going to update. But we're going to fucking update them because we're here for you. And that's what we do. We're two wizards. Like We're here for you. Update. Yes, we're, we're, we're updating. We're following up. We're circling back. Uh, we're talking about yokai. We're treating women. We're boomeranging on the point. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're cycling around we're, and waiting desperately. Josh, just stop talking so we can end this episode. No, you're fine. <laughs> we're fucking, we're standing up for women, goddammit. Fucking right. Always, two wizards have been feminists, but goddamn, we're taking it to the next level. Join us next week for Yokai Part 4, where we only talk about jilted lovers. <laughs> probably, probably fucking not. We'll probably be dinosaurs or something. Yeah, right, 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 too. But, but at any rate, this has been a blast. I'm Josh. I'm a wizard. I'm Mark. I'm a wizard. Thanks for tuning in. I personally love each and every one of you. Josh, anything else? Only this. Take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!